Welcome everybody to Legendary Leadership Lessons. I'm your host, Gary Johnson. We have another really great podcast for you today. I'm really excited that I have the opportunity to talk to you about a model out there that I think is helping a lot of businesses get structure, grow their, their companies, and, and really their, their kind of tagline of EOS Worldwide is helping entrepreneurs break through the ceiling to unleash their their full potential. And there's so much truth in that. I can't, I can't wait to talk to their visionary. And I want to talk to him first about his title, but uh, the leader of EOS Worldwide, Mark O'Donnell. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, Gary. Great to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here. I, I, first of all, let's talk about the title. So you're, you're yeah. traditionally in a CEO role, but it says visionary. And I ran into a, a president of a company the other day that's got your model in place. And he introduced himself as an integrator. And I was, I was confused. So uh, tell me about that. How, tell me about the, the title of visionary and, and why that matters. Sure. And it's really interesting because a lot of people immediately say, you know, that's pretty an ego filled title, right? Um, you know, are you the next Steve Jobs or something like that, or Walt Disney or or some you know great visionary that has moved the needle for society at large? And the answer to that is no. Uh, we we don't think of ourselves in that way. But the visionary of an organization is typically the founding entrepreneur, and I'm the third entrepreneur, if you will, inside of EOS. We were founded by Gina Wickman. Then Mike Payton took over as visionary. So I am the third in that lineage, if you will. But really, I'm the entrepreneur in residence, if you will. And the what we find working with thousands and thousands of companies is that the entrepreneur rarely has the the skills or even wants the skills of a traditional CEO title in corporate America or anywhere else for that matter, where they're sort of the, the singular decision maker, they're managing in detail the, the leadership team. And so we've separated that out to say, okay, you have the visionary, you want to free that visionary up to do research and development, to drive the culture, to really live in their unique ability, like Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach calls it, to just be freed up. And the best way to do that is to have an integrator. And the integrator, you can consider them the COO, sometimes called the president out in the, in the world, where they're doing all of the detailed work. They're managing the leadership team. They're making sure processes are in place. And uh, I, I like to joke that it's like they're kind of doing all the stuff that I find absolutely, uh, you know, draining. And I'm not particularly detail oriented, um, but I think in strategic terms and pushing the envelope forward. So that's that visionary integrator relationship. And our hypothesis, and it's been proving to be true, is that most entrepreneurs are not CEOs and the, the two really will never meet. And you still need all of those very disciplined, detail-oriented activities to occur at a high level and so enter the integrator. I think it's a really great description, Mark, and I think there's a lot of truth in that. You know, founders and people that have big vision or 10,000-foot, you know, views aren't necessarily the greatest strategist. I, I had an interview with Don Tuttle, the chairman of the board out at Lindenwood University in St. Louis, a really nice, one of the oldest schools west of the Mississippi, and he's unbelievable background. And we were talking about a, 
an, an assessment tool that he's very, very uh, a big follower of called the GC Index and Game Changers, what that stands for. But some similar concepts there about, you know, having, a, you know, somebody has to be the visionary, right? But then there has to be somebody who's also a strategist and somebody who can implement. Because if you have these big ideas like most entrepreneurs have, uh, and, and then trying to get those things actually through the organization before they're on to the next big idea can be a challenge, right? Yeah, ab absolutely. We we say that the visionary is making it up, the integrator is making it real, and the leadership team is making it reoccur over and over again. There are so many visionaries that have big ideas and very few ever get executed. Uh, the last data I saw is 92% of all strategic plans go unexecuted. And I really think that that is due to a over-reliance upon the entrepreneur founder as this quote-unquote CEO without having that integrator to harmoniously orchestrate the ins and outs of those plans and make them, make them a reality. So... Yeah. And, and the integrator is not a new term. The first time that we've found this being written about is in the late 1960s in the Harvard Business Review, uh, talking about this, this new role entering the world of entrepreneurship of the integrator and making um, those strategic plans come to fruition. No, I think there's a lot of uh, really positive things about your message and, and what you guys are doing over there and talking about strategic plans and, you know, consultants that come in and, you know, have great ideas. Well, great ideas are a dime a dozen. It's, it's really about executing them. And that's what I love about your, your, your model is you guys have built this very straightforward system to kind of help navigate all the things you just described. And before we get into that, can you tell me how, how'd you end up at EOS worldwide? On complete accident. Okay. <laughs> so I was running, uh, I started as in my entrepreneurial journey um, over in 2007, and I had an engineering consulting business in the pharma biotech space. Um, I was an engineer in big pharma prior to that myself and started growing the, the company. We, through a series of, of mergers, we were fast growing, made the Inc. 500, 5,000, five, six years in a row, three different companies because we caught the entrepreneurial bug and we had this vertically integrated pharma biotech services business, fast growing. And we found that we were just succeeding in spite of ourselves. I, um, what my business partner called me into his, uh, his office there and he was just like, hey, Mark, is there a way to like run these companies consistently as opposed to us running around with our hair on fire every day? And I was like, oh, that's an interesting concept. And so I went on a search and I read all the books. I was already reading all the books, but I was focusing in on ways to run companies consistently that produce results at scale. Uh, and so I read all the books you probably have heard of scaling up and so forth, uh, Rockefeller habits. And eventually I landed on the book traction by Gina Wickman. And I was trying all the other tools and they, they were too complex. I had four business partners at the time and we couldn't implement any of the, the tools that I was learning about consistently enter traction. I'm like, oh, this is every business book I've ever read with templates. 
So I started self-implementing EOS into my company. Just for clarity, the book Traction uh, details EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system, and how to implement it step-by-step. Step. So it's just a, an instruction guide, basically. Um, it's sold over two and a half million copies at, at this point. It's become fairly popular. So I, I implemented these, these tools. I was doing it myself. And I happened to run into an EOS implementer. And at that point in time, I didn't know there was such a thing. Uh, his name's Jonathan Smith. And I met him at the Pentagon having lunch with a three-star general. Like, the, what an odd place to meet an EOS implementer. So I got to know him a little bit. And I realized that self-implementing the tools while we were getting results pretty quickly uh, with our various companies, it was a little bit like Dr. Heal Thyself, where I'd go in and, and my various leadership teams would just sort of say, hey, whatever you want to do, boss, uh, we'll do it which was not the point. I was looking to free myself up. The whole point uh, my business partner and I were trying to accomplish is to free ourselves up from all the chaos and using a process, a discipline to do that. So uh, it, that part of it wasn't getting any better, but the company was performing better using the tools. And so we hired Jonathan as our implementer. And then through that process, I started to realize that I wasn't really having any fun in my my companies. I mean, we had over 200 employees, we're doing really well, growing fast, but I wasn't clicking with my partners. I didn't feel like I fit the culture um, and generally with my company, but also in pharma and biotech. So I randomly decided to go to EOS Bootcamp, which is where EOS Worldwide would teach people how to become an EOS implementer and create a business around it. I didn't know that because I didn't read the details, so I just showed up. Uh, but for the first time, I felt like I was home. I mean, being surrounded by like-minded people who share your core values is a quite unique experience that I don't, I never experienced to that point, and I probably was 35 at the time. I never experienced it. I felt like I was at home. I, the, every Everyone was just easy to connect with and felt like family from day one. It was really, uh, I joke that uh, I wasn't sure if I met a real cohesive culture for the first time or I accidentally joined a cult and I wasn't sure which one it was. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I just fell in love with the community of implementers, fell in love with the work and working directly with entrepreneurs. And so I made the decision to use the tools to exit the day-to-day -day of the company. Uh, ultimately sold my um, my portion of the organization to private equity and my former business partners and started pursuing EOS implementation full-time. Did about 500 sessions. I became a coach, coaching other EOS implementers, then ultimately head coach, coaching the coaches, leading and managing the coaches, and then in 2020, um, stepped into the role as visionary here at EOS Worldwide. So it's been quite a journey. Uh, just we continue to make a huge dent in the universe, uh, helping entrepreneurs and people inside entrepreneurial companies live what we call the EOS life, which is doing what you love with people you love, making a huge difference, being compensated well and having time to pursue other passion and really creating a system and a discipline for people to experience that freedom. 
Well, that's a really neat story, Mark. And, you know, I can understand your fascination with, with the system because as I have run into clients or been out talking to people in the, in the marketplace, uh, and I'm a big believer, you talked about implementers, I'm a board certified coach, executive coach, so I get it. I mean, mm -hmm. coaching is anything you do, coaching just helps make you better. And so to have somebody help guide makes a lot of sense. When I think about your clientele, and, I, and I've seen a number, but I've also heard people that are bigger than this, you know, from 10 people to 250 people. And I know there's that number can can move around. Yeah. But 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 the book, this book traction, you know, taking this these concepts or these ideas that were originally, you know, laid out with, with the framework, if you will, for the, for the business. One of the things I found. Mark, and you mentioned it earlier, and I think it's a, an important component of success in anything is complexity versus simplicity. You know, if, so, if I get something that, you know, it takes me, a, you know, two, two PhDs and a, and a bioscientist to figure out what you're saying, I'm probably not going to do, get that thing implemented. But if I have something that's straightforward, like your model is, I mean, it's a very straightforward model with, you know, the, the vision and the data and the process and traction and issues and people and, you know, getting those things right. But it's laid out very simply. I think there's a lot of a benefit in that to the entrepreneur and not only the entrepreneur, but the organization itself, because that's a daunting task. You know, you come into a business, let's say you got 25 employees, you've got a founder, maybe there's a second generation founder. I, I ran into one of these guys just the other day, second generation founder, it's reading your guy's book. And we're talking over coffee. And I said, you know, it's really funny that you're reading that book. I, I'm interviewing, you know, Mark O'Donnell uh, at the end of the week. And we were talking about taking that book and he needs to figure out how to get his team on board because it's been run a certain way for so long, whether that's, you know, a model that has the consistency it needs or it doesn't. Obviously, he's reading the book, so he, he feels like there's some opportunity there. What do you say to these owners out there that start to read the book, they get excited about it, and then how do they go about getting their team to buy into this, this model? So I think there's a, a few things that a leader needs to really understand when you're going to implement something like EOS. Our logo is a light bulb. Um, and it's, uh, um, it's evolved over time, but it's a light bulb. And the reason why it is, it's a light bulb is that when you start implementing EOS, I, I have been uh, stayed in hotels in New York, which probably a lot of people have, is sometimes, it doesn't matter if it's a great hotel or a, you know not a great hotel, you flip on the lights and it's a pretty high probability you're going to see some cockroaches running. And so EOS does exactly that. It flips on the light and you're shining a light on your business in a way that really hasn't occurred before. And so that's usually the number one reason why people can be resistant to it because it drives accountability, it drives discipline and execution, and not very many people raise their hand and say, oh, I wanna be accountable for every single thing that I, that I do that moves this business forward. So that is a little bit of a, a hurdle up front to say, does this leadership team want to be accountable for results or not? And maybe some of them do and some of them don't. So oftentimes there's some resistance by those who don't want to be held accountable and they, they see the system as um, a threat to them. And so 
if they're not, and we kind of take the approach to say, look, everyone is put on this earth for a purpose. They each have skills and abilities that no one else has ever had and never will. And if you're not having any fun in this company, you should go find one that you're a great fit for. So that that's like the, the resistance number one. Number two is people get really stuck in their their habits and everyone is doing things their own way versus a cohesive way and so we look for teams that are committed to becoming great to becoming their best and in order to become your best you need to take responsibility for all of your results understand that you've created them you need to really think about <clears throat> having one system, one team, one voice, one vision, all rowing in the same direction. And if you're committed to that, a, a tool set like EOS is a really great way to, to get going because it is a discipline. Um, and so if you're not committed to that, it's probably not going to work out. Um, there's an analogy, a story I, I like to tell is I went on a whitewater rafting trip in the Gully River in West Virginia during the dam releases uh, from the Army Corps of Engineers. So it's class five plus rapids. And me and a couple guys, big, big, strong, young guys go into uh, this boat and we start rowing and we're all just rowing as hard as we can, but we're not synced up. We have no discipline and we're just spinning in circles. And so the guy just eventually said, all right, enough we need to have a cadence, a pulse, and a discipline to your rowing. And then you're, everything's going to be easier for everyone. We can go in a straight line and we can have a great experience on this river. And we did, and it was amazing. But it took us to be committed to one another and to the process in order for that to happen. Otherwise, we were just spinning in circles. Yeah, you know, it's really funny that you bring that up because I, I was thinking about your model and I was thinking about the... Uh the people that, that you have out there, these implementers that help businesses get there. And, and I'm curious when, when you have the first cup of coffee, how much truth you guys speak to that founder about how important it is that this isn't the you know management flavor of the day. If this is something you want to do, here are the benefits of doing it. Are you in, are you committed? Do you guys have those kind of conversations or no? We do. Um, it's many entrepreneurs, myself included. We'd read all the books. We go to the peer group uh, meeting, and and we'd hear a speaker or watch a you know listen to a podcast or watch a video, whatever it might be. And we go read the book. We get really excited about it, and we say, "Hey, team, we're going to do this now." And the team over time starts to groan and roll their eyes because every quarter, every month, you come back to the team with a new book, a new concept, a new idea that's going to try to make us better, and we never stick to anything. And you mentioned earlier about the simplicity. EOS is not flavor of the month, and it requires the leadership team. Then once you get the leadership team rowing in the same direction, all the teams below that and teams below that until you get to the point where everyone in the organization is seeing the same thing. They're wanting the same thing. They're highly disciplined and accountable, executing, moving forward is a really healthy, cohesive, fun-loving team. You can't be flavor of the month in that scenario. If that's what you want, if you want your company running like a Swiss watch, you want the freedom 
you know, discipline equals freedom. I think Jocko uh, Willinka brought that to, to light for everyone uh, for the most part, which is discipline does equal freedom. And if you're not willing to have the discipline, you're never going to have the freedom. Yeah, I think it's a, a super powerful message. And, you know, it's, it, it, as, as you know, results are a powerful motivator. You know, as you start to you start to get these results and, and start to see it within the organization that, that the chaos is starting to go away and that the great idea that we had has been implemented and we've got the right people doing the right things. All the things you guys talk about, I think, is just it's really, really fascinating. And, and for anybody out there who's running a business, especially if you're a founder or you're a, you know, a second or third or maybe even fourth generation family business and you're you're trying to figure or first generation, you're trying to figure this thing out. How do I take it to the next level? Boy, you really need to consider this model because the people that I've talked to that are that are using it, love it. And I wanted to ask you this, Mark. I mean, if if I'm if someone's sitting out in the audience, they're listening to the podcast, they're like, yeah, traction. OK, EOS. How do they get involved? What, what should they do? What would your recommendation be for someone who says maybe this thing is something I should consider? Sure. So there's really three ways to begin the process. One, go buy the book, follow, go through the process that is outlined in the book and just get started. And you'll start to, to use the tools. You'll start to see results pretty quickly. Um, so that's, that's the first way. The second way is to hire an EOS implementer. As you said, Gary, you're a coach, believe in coaching. We believe in coaching. And we have 800, a uh, little over 800 EOS implementers in the world. We do business in 40 countries. And you can go to eosworldwide.com and find an implementer. You can search the directory. You can get matched with the right fit. So industry, personality, location, you name it, we can help find the right fit for you. Um, and so that's kind of the the main ways to, to go about it. The third way is we have a, a service called uh, Self-Implementer Basecamp, which is online video training. That's It's basically the same training that an EOS implementer goes through, but you select someone inside your company to be your coach, basically. And uh, that would be the third way to do that. Really, really like it. I really do. I mean, I think you guys have got something really special here. I think it's, it, I do, I, I think the simplicity of it's not this 500, you know, page plan that I have to implement. It's, it's it comes down to some real core things. And then I love that you guys create, create the framework to let somebody follow it and actually give suggestions on how to do that, how to create the vision and how to get people going. It's, it's really well, well done, Mark. And I just wanted to thank you for taking the time for me, for my audience to explain it. It's, it's exciting. And uh, I'm so uh, thankful that you uh, were willing to come on and tell us about it. Yeah, I appreciate the, the time. Thank you so much and have a, have a great rest of your week. And uh, any of you out there thinking about making your business better, you got to take a look at this, go buy the book. Thanks again, Mark. You're welcome.